to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son review the CDs that the dad's been making for the son for the last five years or so. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And today in episode 22, or episode 2 of season 2, we are listening to the music of... Muse! Muse. That's Tinmouth's Finest, which, to be fair, there wasn't a lot of competition. So Muse are a three-piece band that features Matt Bellamy, Dominic Howard and Chris Walsenhulme. They were friends at school in Tinmouth in Devon and have basically had a career where they've become massive, massive rock stars, selling albums and tours all around the world. Uh, I've quite liked Muse for a while. I remember somebody introducing them to me in a car journey and... One of their albums in particular, I think, is an absolute masterwork and, and is amongst my top albums of all time, but we'll mention that when we get to it. Are you ready to dive in then? Sure. So we're going to kick off with what was our theme for this week, and it's from Black Holes and Revelations, Starlight. I like that as well. Do you, do you remember when we talked about Keen, we talked about them being really good with the chorus? Yeah. And, and whilst Muse can deliver a chorus as well, what they give you is absolutely fantastic melodic hook line, like that, um, the bit that I used in the introduction after you'd sung the Generation Mix bit of the do, 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 do. And it's those melody lines that really stick in for me from Muse. Yeah. Good. It was a single starlight as well. Uh, I don't think it was hugely successful, but it should have been. The next track is from their fifth album, The Resistance, which didn't get particularly stellar reviews. Black Holes and Revelations was rated quite often as a five-star album. The Resistance was like viewed as being a bit of a three-star album. And this track is from that. It's called MK Ultra. MK Ultra from The Resistance. That's Cracking riff in it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this album, like I say, got a bit of flack. And part of that was because Matt Bellamy was, and may well still be, a total conspiracy theorist. 
And this is where the album where he was kind of decided to go free reign with those conspiracy theories. And I think the lyrics of MK Ultra are amongst those. And we will come back to those conspiracy theories when we pick up on what was the big hit single from the album. The next track is from my personal favourite Muse album, which is Absolution, their third record. I think Absolution is an absolutely incredibly good album. And do you know what a concept album is, Joel? No. Okay, so a concept album is where the people who create the record kind of have a unifying theme that runs through it. And a lot of the songs, or all the songs, are related to similar themes. So you know what a concept album is. You know of a concept album. Can you think of one? American Idiot? American Idiot is a concept rock album, yes. But um, so, so is um, Welcome Black to Bro- the Black Welcome Parade. Welcome to the Black Parade. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that one. Um, Most Muse albums are... If not a concept album, they're close to it. And Absolution is one of them. And it's kind of almost all the songs are related to the apocalypse and the end of the world. And this one is called Thoughts of a Dying Atheist. No, that's brilliant, Thoughts of a Dying Atheist. The, it's the okay. frenetic energy in the song. And I've heard people say that they think the Absolution album, and I kind of agree listening to that, is a bit low on the bass mix. And if it was a little bit higher, it would be a little bit more thumpy. But even that, even in that, the bass playing in there is absolutely fantastic. It's so driven along with... When you consider that, basically, apart they're a three-piece band they produce an incredible noise it's wonderful it's bombastic it's influences of queen and metal music it's fun great stuff you're wrong thoughts for dying atheist is not meh having listened to three tracks that are either upbeat or bombastic and, and huge let's listen to something where muse were a little bit more measured and laid back So going back to their very first album, Showbiz, this is Unintended. Unintended, lovely actually. Yeah. And this came out in 99. What's it about though? 
It's probably about a love song, really. I don't really know. To be honest, I often don't know what songs are about, particularly when they're more modern like these, and I haven't drilled into the information like I do when it's a band. So when we were really. listening to it in the car, yeah, I thought, like, my brain immediately thought to a baby that wasn't part of a marriage. Okay. I don't think it's that. I think it's falling in love with somebody that you weren't expecting to do so. Oh. Yeah. You I could like be my too. unintended. But that's a lovely ballad, I think, isn't it, unintended? Yeah. So what would I follow that up with on a compilation of Muse? Well, what better thing to follow it up than a totally nuts track that was partly commissioned by the 2012 Olympics from the album Second Law, but also the official song of the Olympics, it is Survivor. So when we were just listening to that, yeah. what did you say to me? It's not that nuts. And then what happened? It got nuts. <laughs> it did. Now, try and imagine waking up about... To Ash and Dove. We're not doing Imagine Dragons. <laughs> try and imagine waking up about three months before the start of the Olympics and hearing that played on Radio 5 as the official Olympic song that had just been exposed to the world and thinking that sounds a bit like Muse and then finding out that A it is Muse and that an awful lot of people aren't happy that that's what Muse produced when they were commissioned but if you ask Muse to produce a song what are you going to get? A Muse song and that's possibly the most Musey Muse song you, you I can think of in terms of totally nuts vocals, incredible playing, loud a lot of people didn't like it. And as a result, I don't think their intention of playing it at every medal ceremony actually happened. I quite like Survivor. What do you think? Because I haven't actually what you whether or not you like it or not. I don't know. <laughs> you mean you don't know? Right. Some of it I really like. Which bits? Some of it I really don't like. Which bits do you really like? Like the full on metal bits. The the nuts stuff. It's the build-up you don't like. You find yeah. it boring. That I can understand it. It doesn't have the greatest tune. But it does what it says on the tin. I think I think it's a, a it's just a really, really fun song. So let's dive backwards to the origin of Symmetry, which was their second album and their real breakthrough. It's where they got massive critical acclaim for the album Origin of Symmetry. It's just hit its 20th anniversary. And there's a new version of it out as a result. But this is Plugin Baby.
though, like this, do you? Uh, no. Just meh. It's not... It's not my least favourite track we've listened to so far. I think, despite the fact that I think it's silly, Survival's probably my least favourite track so nah, far. Nah, Thoughts but of a Dying Atheist. No way! Thoughts of a Dying Atheist is great, and you're wrong. Plugin Baby's probably my least favourite so far. I've, I've struggled to get into Origin of Symmetry. I haven't found it as engaging as all of the reviews suggested, mainly because the follow-up album, Absolution, Actually, I this think is, is probably what I didn't enjoy that as much as Thoughts of a Dying Atheist. So you agree with me then? Yeah. Morgan so remember... Baby is my least favourite one so far. So you remember that I said about conspiracy theories all over the album The Resistance? Well, let's listen to the chief hit single from it. Hit number 10, which is Uprising. And I'm, I know you like this. I don't know if I prefer Starlight or that one. Did it remind you of anything? Well, can I say one thing that it reminded me of? What's that? Um, so I've been reading this book for the past few weeks called Earthfall by Mark Walden. Okay, yeah. And it feels like that. <laughs> this feels like if that was a film, this would be the theme song. Okay, fair enough. The only reason is, is Earthfall a science fiction book? Yes. Okay, it's do you want to know why... I think why you equate that song with reading a science fiction book. Why? Doctor Who. The oh. music that at the beginning that... Da, 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 and also the fact that we will reign victorious. That's the mindsets of okay. all the characters. Well, it's, it's about... It's, it's from a film called Resistance and it's about uprising. That all fits with what you've been reading, clearly. Yeah, because basically it's a book set five um, about six years from now where for 18 months aliens have taken over Earth and everyone except people with epilepsy that got a certain implant inside their head got brainwashed by a radioactive signal. That is pretty much the plot of the album The Resistance, okay? <laughs> not, not entirely. Really? <laughs> not entirely, but that whole kind of thing that aliens have been running the Earth is, is the... The conspiracy theory. And epileptic having... people are the only people remaining that haven't that, been brainwashed. So, you know what? The fact that that makes you think of the book means that the music is perfectly married to its theme. That's yes. proves the genius of Muse for me. So let's dive backwards to their beginnings, to showbiz again, for a track called Muscle Museum.
don't really like that one. I could kind of tell as we listened to it. Why is that? Because I was uninterested. Okay. And I was bored. <laughs> you said something about the vocals. He sounds very moany. Right, this came out in 1999. And I suppose the criticisms levelled at Muse at the time were that they sounded like a subpar radio head. Thankfully for that criticism, because I, I, I'm not that keen on Radiohead, but I can hear in Muscle Museum, I could imagine that being a Radiohead song. They took those criticisms clearly to heart and they came back on the origin of Symmetry with a totally different sound that was clearly their own and utterly unique. But I actually like the Showbiz album. I think some of the criticism is unfair and Sunburn's a great track off that. It, it's, it's a It's a decent first album although it's not brilliant but you didn't like Muscle Museum mm. for me there's only been one Muse album that I have totally and utterly failed to get into up to the point of when I made this CD and it's the album Drones and I, I think it's a massive misstep of an album for the first time I think Matt Bellamy swears on songs on it as well and I, I think it's a significant step down from even the second law. But certainly from everything they did in the 2000s. But at the time, I wanted to represent their career. So I picked a track from it and it's Dead Inside. This is called drones, and at the start yes. of the book, he knows the he calls the aliens drones, and the humans that the aliens are controlling are dead inside. I don't like the drones album. I've already said it, but dead inside is the best thing on it. Did you like dead inside? Nah. Neither do I, and that's everything you need to know about the drones album. I'm sure people who are Muse fans in comments will tell me what a great album it is, but I have never succeed in getting into it. I've listened to it a few times. I'm going to have to give it another go. So let's return to a more enjoyable album, which is Black Holes and Revelations. And what I think might be my favourite track so far, and certainly my favourite track from Black Holes, it's Invincible. And
I really like Invincible. Like I say, I think it's my favourite Muse ballad, possibly. Certainly my favourite from the album, Black mm. Holes. Favourite so far. It may get supplanted by something else when we get to it. It's I don't just... think it's my favourite so far. Uh, that's still I, either I, I, Starlight I, I, or Uprising, yeah. isn't it? I think Invincible's got everything. It's got that beautiful slow build and then there's the section at the end where they go instrumentally crazy like they often do with the guitars and the huge loud sound. I could hear Invincible being like a Queen track. I think it's that close to it. It's a beautiful thing. Ah, let's go to the second law and this one is, seems to be related to one of your least favourite generation mixes. Madness. What? And when I Look back at all the crazy fights we had. It's like some kind of madness was taking control. Yeah. And now I have finally seen the light. like it not particularly i can understand that and it's at least representative of their career it's not as good as survival from the second law in my opinion mm. but it did i think it did better in the charts or certainly better received by people because it wasn't the olympic song it's not a great song for me madness and i don't think they've had a particularly great 2010s in terms of their releases so I think the best remedy to that is possibly go to what I think is possibly their most perfect piece of music, especially as they also stole from Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto to create Butterflies and Hurricanes.
That actually surprises me. I thought you were going to comment on how it was a very slow build and, and stuff like that. Mm, no. Well, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. And then it's got a big chunk of classical piano right in the middle of it. And if anything encapsulates what a muse song, performance, album, whatever is like, it's that song. It has operatic vocals. It has ridiculous over-the-top music. It has thievery from classical music. It totally encapsulates what muse are about, butterflies and hurricanes. Do you know what the, the thematic behind that song actually is? Do you know what, what that butterflies and hurricanes refers to? No. Okay, it's something called chaos theory. And it's chaos theory states that the actions that you take have repercussions much further down the line. And the idea is that if a butterfly flaps its wings on one side of the world, on the other side, it causes a hurricane. Oh. And that's what butterflies and hurricanes refer to. It's, it's this thing called chaos theory. But it's not true. How do you know? Because there's not that many hurricanes in the world and there are a lot of butterflies. But the whole point is that it takes a time for things to build up and keep going and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's actually what happens with storms. They start small and they get bigger. So let's return to an album that so far you've enjoyed both songs that you've heard from it, which were MK Ultra and Uprising. And it's The Resistance and it's the title track. I didn't like the backing vocals because it was madnessy. What do you mean the it could be wrong, could be wrong? Yeah. Bit. Why? It sounded like madness. It sounded nothing like madness. Either the song or the band. It sounded nothing like madness. It I'd... sounded like the, the band madness. I think Resistance was a great single and a great title track actually. And also the intro can fully reminded me of the theme in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince after Dumbledore dies. Spoilers, folks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Should I say that again? We no, no, alert. no, no. We're not doing a spoilers alert. I think over a decade is long enough for people to <laughs> know that yeah. Dumbledore carks it in the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Doesn't stop him being in later films, though. As we've been going through this, you've said that what you think your favourite track is going to be, and it's this one. It's from Absolution. It's often cited as people's favourite Muse track, as it happens, Joel. It is hysteria. Yeah, that's definitely 
What is it you particularly like about Hysteria? I just love it. The I want it now, screaming the chorus, the guitar riff. It feels like a mixture of my other two favourite tracks on here. Like okay. Starlight and Uprising. Fair enough. The next track is the opening one from Origin of Symmetry. And this contains my absolute favourite guitar riff from any Muse song. And you don't get it until the song's been going for about a minute and a half. It's Newborn. <laughs> just crazy proper crazy that is a really good speed for running to and it was running to that track that made me realize i liked muse more than i thought it all i thought i liked at that time was the absolution and black holes albums but when i was listening to newborn i thought this song is phenomenal i love newborn what a way to open an album so having heard an incredible opener, let's hear an album closer from Black Holes and Revelations. And it's the Western themed Knights of Cydonia. What do you like about it? It's quite crazy. Yes, it is. We've got the galloping drums on there that evoke horses. The sound's got a slightly spaghetti western soundtrack sound, like the Ennio Morricone stuff from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. And then you've got very, very Queen-influenced vocals in the chorus of No One's Gonna Take Me Alive, which sound like they could have been lifted off, literally lifted off a Queen album, like News of the World or something. I'm glad you like Knights of Sidonia. We're drawing to a close though, Joel. So we're going to return to Absolution because time is running out.
murder song. Well, remember the theme. Or preventing a murder. Remember the theme of absolution is the end of the world. Time is running out. The apocalypse. Yeah, but it says, I won't let you murder her. I won't let you smother her. No, no, no. It says, I won't let you murder it. I won't let you smother it. Oh. It's an, and it's probably about an idea like... or a concept. I'm not going to let you murder that idea. I don't think it's about a person. Did you like it, though? It sounded like it was saying him or her. No, it was it. Hi, okay. Do you like it, though? Mostly, but... Why mostly? I don't like those lyrics. But then they're not about murdering a person. Yeah, I know, it still sounds... You were right with No Body, No Crime, which is about murdering a person by Taylor Swift. Yeah, but I don't like the word smother. It doesn't sound right. Oh, okay. I like Time Is Running Out. I think it's another example of why Absolution is an absolutely stunning album. But that draws us to the end of our run-through of Muse. Have you enjoyed it as a whole? Yes. I think you think this is one of the stronger ones I've done for you, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? There is the possibility we could do a second Muse volume, you know. They released another album since, and I think they might be releasing an album either this year or next year. Mm. And so there may be further material for a second introduction to Muse. But so far, it's been... A good run on that one it's been a good episode lots of fun music so what are you subjecting me to in joel's revenge what is it then so today i've got another song by one of my favorite youtubers oh YouTuber. I, ho I hope i hate you... it when you do a youtuber it's so much harder to edit i hope you like this one because it is a 17 year old who doesn't earn that much from youtube or twitch and He's really funny. He's called Tubbo, and this is his late his song "Life by the Sea." So I'll be chilling when the tide is low, cause I wanna take it slow, and I can't sing the next note, but I brought a bro. You either, from your face, you either hated it or it was not what you were expecting. I hope you didn't hate it. I don't hate it. It's by no means terrible. Why? I don't. I I don't hate it. I was impressed by some of the lyrical construction in that. I was impressed by the chorus construction, which isn't bad for a seventeen-year-old lad who I believe, because you kept telling me about this while we were there, comes from Bexhill-on-Sea. It's perfectly fine. Mm. Now that sounds like damning with faint praise, but it's perfectly fine. I wouldn't choose to listen to it again. So. And I have a YouTube channel called Fox Eating Nuggets Gaming that I very recently re recorded and edited and released a YouTube video for. I'm putting something out every single week, so if you want a video channel that actually produces videos regularly, you want mine. We'll be back in a fortnight with our next episode. 
Listen out for the musical clue. I forgot to prompt that on the last episode on the Stevie Wonder one. But as you know, every single episode ends with a musical clue to the next one. Listen out for that. But until a fortnight from now, bye! Bye!